Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GG God in Games podcast. And today we have another fantastic episode. And believe it or not, guys, it's Easter weekend. Tomorrow is Easter. And oh my goodness gracious, I could not be more excited. We went to a Good Friday service last night and oh, it was so, so good and so hard, but beautiful and fantastic. And I just, man, it was such a fantastic service and it makes you long so much it's like the the cliffhanger well quote unquote cliff cliffhanger of christianity where on good friday the good friday service is always a cliffhanger and then you have easter sunday which just is so so good but um it is easter weekend and man i'm so excited for easter i hope you guys are as well because he he is risen he is risen indeed and i love i love it when people go around saying that and i i don't know maybe i'll i'll do some of the saying too um but yeah, just the fact that he is risen, he is risen indeed, is just such a powerful, powerful phrase. And uh, as we just celebrate Jesus' resurrection tomorrow, I'm extremely excited. So, ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be a fantastic episode, and I hope you guys are excited, because it's going to be great. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Jesus Talk segment. And in today's Jesus Talk segment, I'm going to just kind of be going all over the place with what I'm talking about, but I'm just excited to talk about Jesus today. Excuse me. And I hope you are excited to hear as well. So, um, Easter, it is coming tomorrow and Good Friday was this last uh, Friday or yesterday. And, uh, man, oh my goodness gracious, just the reality of what Easter is. Like, you know, when you look at it from, like, the secular worldview, what people um, commonly think in our culture is like, oh, it's the Easter bunny. But they don't really have, like, it. I feel like with Easter, like, the, secu- the secular version, they kind of, Easter existed and they had to, like, make it secular and it wasn't like it was originally a secular holiday. Like, um, I mean, uh, I, I guess, like, say it's the same thing with Christmas. Like, um, it existed and people celebrated it. And whether it was like, oh, we don't want you celebrating this. Or um, like, oh, we want to take part in this, but we don't want to admit Jesus or anything like that. So they just, they made Santa Claus, made about the presents, the same thing with Easter, except like on a little bit less of a scale, which is kind of sad that like when you look at it, it seems like Christmas is just kind of like almost better than Easter. But in reality, they're both so, so very beautiful because Easter, you know, you're doing your Easter egg hunts. It, when you look at it from the culture side or from our like secular worldview or from the secular worldview, I should say, um, people would probably place Christmas over Easter any time. But when you look at it from a Christian's perspective, they're both such beautiful, beautiful celebrations. And um, they're like there's not one that tops the other, but they're both they both have just such beautiful powerful meaning behind them and it's it's almost it's kind of sad you know i mean like the the easter egg hunts and all that is so fun and i i enjoy those but like to see that 
like that's that's what this holiday is just considered is just like oh it's just the easter bunny but there's so much to it and so beautiful and i wanted to talk about some of that today so um the reality of Easter is that the infinite God, he squeezed, he squeezed himself into a tiny human form and he lived a life that none of us could ever live. He lived the perfect life and he died the death that we all deserve to die. Um, yesterday at our Good Friday service, the um, speaker who was um, preaching that night, he said, that um, we went to a restaurant and he was giving this image. He's like, we went to a restaurant and we um, we ordered, you know, like a there was like a little side of the gospel, but then we had a main course of lust and um, a smoothie of pride and some dessert of like um, uh, envy and like he went through and he was like listing all these different things that we eat at this dinner table of eternity. And, um, then Jesus or God comes and he, he's like, here's your bill. And we're like, yep, yep, yep. I did all that, that, that. And then we look and we see at the bottom what the payment is. And that's death, eternal separation from God. And that, that's the reality that like we, when we are sinning, like each sin, no matter what scale it is is deserving of in infinite separation from god that is just the reality of it and but what jesus does on easter when we well good friday and easter and honestly it's this is a build-up all throughout his uh life and then finally at the the final point we see um his death and then his resurrection this this is what saved us from having to pay that because we realize we can't pay this like i, I don't want to pay i don't want to pay my life eternally like that no 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 i i don't want to do that i i don't i don't and god he sees that but he's like no this has to be paid and what jesus does is and what god does god is jesus he just rips it up he rips up the the um the payment that we had to pay he rips it up he destroys it he decimates it because he says well we'll look over here see see that cross well you have sinned you've done all of this evil evil stuff but i love you not because of that or i don't love the evil but i love you and if you look at that cross you see the blood that was shed on that cross my son died on that cross for you for all of your sins he took not only the physical death that you should have taken but the eternal death not just for you but for everybody who ever even is tainted by sin which is all of us we're sinful we are broken we are born into a sinful world we are sinful and jesus he pays for that all he came and he paid for that all and as we were at our Good Friday service, I just had such a beautiful time just between me and God as I just really just meditated and thought on these things, this reality that Jesus, man, he, he went through, he wasn't just physically murdered. He was eternally destroyed. If you think about it, if someone were to sin and then their uh, punishment is death and eternal death 
and um, they do not trust in Jesus, they would go to hell. And that reality, that eternal separation from God, we see Jesus who was on that cross, and we all deserve that. Everybody deserved that. Every single person deserved eternal separation. But Jesus took all of that, the full wrath of God, on himself in about three hours while he was being while he was nailed to a cross like this is not only the most physical pain but like words cannot even describe the quantity of like eternal spiritual pain that he was feeling because he it says that he was in the bosom of the father for all of eternity he was the most intimate with god ever he was god the father and the son were one the father and son are one the father son the holy spirit and he was ripped from that because he took and he took what we deserve the eternal separation from god on himself for everybody he sunk into hell he paid for all of our hells our eternal hells think about that like the math doesn't even add up that there it's impossible to even imagine the reality that he paid for everybody's eternal hells all of our sins that like one sin is worth an eternity of separation from god and he paid for every sin that ever we will ever do for every person that has ever existed and will ever exist and that just blows my mind so and then to think that when he died and he rose again he he said you're worth it you were worth all of that pain that I just endured, the most pain that is ever and will ever be endured, you were worth that. And that fills you with love, that reality that Jesus says you are worth it. Uh, our culture will sometimes be like, they'll say, you're worth it, you're worth it, you can do it, you're worth it, you're worth it. But there's nothing to back that up. It's, they're just meaningless words. But Jesus says, you're worth it, and here's why. He points to his death. He says, I went through that for you. I went through that because I loved you. You are worth it. I didn't go through that because I had to or because it was my like I, my eternal duty. No, not at all. Yes, that was how it was set up. That was God's plan all along. But he did not. He, he totally could have just changed it and been like, you know what? No, that's not going to happen. But he still he went through it despite the fact that he was going to have to experience pain that the likes that anything has ever seen and Jesus went through all of that for you because he loved you and that is the reality of Good Friday that Jesus paid for that his payment that what we had done and what had to be paid and what was paid Jesus's life and eternal separation from God he was eternally separated but then we see something on Easter Sunday that makes this such a beautiful end of the story. We see the the price and the payment, but then on Sunday we see the resurrection. We see Jesus brought up from death to life. We see Jesus brought up. We see him resurrected. We see him. He is no longer in hell. He is not paying for our sins. He has paid for them. They are paid past tense. They have been paid for. We are free. We are so, so very free. We are not bound by any chains anymore. Satan has been defeated. He has been, as it was 
prophesied all the way back in Genesis, it said that Satan, and this is not a direct verse, um, like, quote, I'm not exactly sure what the exact verse is. I'll, I'll try, I'll try and find it, but, um, let's see here. Hold up. Hold the horses. Um, Genesis. Oh, here we are. The fall. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, in the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put en enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is talking about Jesus. He shall bruise your head. And I believe there's another translation like that. You sh he shall strike your head, but you will bruise his heel. And the bruising of the heel is when Jesus died, when he paid eternally, when he was in hell. I don't know if you guys realize this, but Jesus went to hell. He is the only per He was the only person who perfectly obeyed God. And he was forsaken. He was cast out. We see in Matthew, he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And here, hold up. I just, I had, I just had the verse, but then I had to, I had to switch. But, um, uh, give me one second. Here we go. So in, uh, Matthew chapter 27, verse 45, it says, Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And I do believe that um, that is um, like that happened, but it is um, kind of it is referencing what happened um, with the Passover um, where darkness came across the land. Um, and I believe it was the sixth hour, which uh, is noon. And I can't remember if I think I think it was the Passover. I'm almost positive that it was the Passover. But basically, the same theme: of darkness, the wrath of God. The wrath. Oh yeah, it was the wrath of God when the wrath of God came. That it was darkness, because it brought destruction. Um, not because Jesus God was darkness, but because the wrath brought destruction upon those who were committing darkness and who were in sin and darkness. And um. And there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. That is, and then that is three p.m. is what um, uh, what the ninth hour is. And then in verse forty-six, about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, "Eli, Eli, lema shabbatni." That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And uh, we see that this was not. Um, what in the so this was in the Timothy Keller and it was in the Good Friday service uh, yesterday uh, yesterday evening. Um, this is the only uh, part that is still like is directly in Aramaic, and that is because it was eyewitness accounts that saw them. And I can't remember like it, it was like not trans or like wasn't translated or uh, whether it was like kept in Aramaic or yeah I think that it was like it stayed in Aramaic is the only part that stayed in Aramaic because these were eyewitness accounts and nobody ever forgot. This was, it wasn't Jesus. He wasn't being like, oh my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He was shrieking. This was pure, like this was pure, just pain and agony. 
And he was saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was the only person who perfectly obeyed, and yet he was cast out for us, the people who cannot obey perfectly, who fail all of the time, who are not perfect at all. And we are brought in. That is the reality, that Jesus loves us so much that he was willing to be cast out when he was perfect so that we who are anything but perfect may be brought in. That is the ultimate humbling humility. That, that is the ultimate, ultimate love right there. It is so wonderful and so beautiful. As I read my devotion today, we are like jars of clay, earthen clay falling apart, holding the most precious of treasures inside. Jesus loves us so very much, even in our broken state. He loves us and he gives us his love and his life. He gave his life for us so that we may have a relationship with God. He desired us so dearly that he went to the ends of the earth and passed them. He sunk into hell. He obeyed God to the end. Even as he was sinking into hell's depths, he said um, that he, he, he obeyed. He obeyed all the way to the end because he loved you. And he says you're worth it. When he rises, when he rised, when he was risen, he said you were worth it. He said, I went through all of that and you were worth it. You, you are worth it. So guys, may we live in that love as we come on to Easter Sunday tomorrow. May we look and see what Jesus has done and what he is doing and how beautiful his accomplishments are and what he has done for us because he loved us so, so very much to see what he has done and rest in it tomorrow as we celebrate Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, on to the next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the next segment of the GG God and Games podcast. And today, man, we have something exciting on the docket. This is um, kind of a motivational booster for me, as well as kind of a, hey, this is out here there. This is out here, and uh, this is super dope, and like a reckon a recommendation as well. So, um. I and our, our so our family has always kind of we've always kind of liked you know the games like from board games to card games you know we like we like our games we like our video games we like all sorts of games and we love playing them with each other it is always such a blast and um, I've always been a big big card collector you know throughout um, I just like collecting things like you know. I just like to have like collections and at, throughout my childhood I went from Pokemon cards to Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I think I even tried baseball and basketball cards like I, I love the cards and I stumbled across um, a game and it's the game is called the Lord of the Rings the the Lord of the Rings the card game and uh, so this is um, it's a card game and that's like what it is. And I was like looking at him like, man, these cards are super cool. Cause I always paid attention to cards. Like, 
I still probably don't even fully know how to play this game, but um, it's this game in which you and um, a team, depending on, uh, and there's like lots of variables that go into like your team and how that works, but you alone or with a team can set up an entire encounter and go through and play through a story that is guided, but you also are kind of doing your own thing as well throughout it. And you're basically like going through Middle Earth and there's like, hundreds and hundreds of adventures that they made i have um like around five six of like i have five of the big ones and well one of them's kind of because because i like started off i'm like you know what i'm just going to collect the cards but then i kind of was like you know i want to learn how to play this game because the, the game is pretty complex and i i'm still not like entirely sure how to play um i like have an idea but um I was like, man, I'm really going to get into this. So I started like getting all these different cool box sets and stuff like that. I think one Christmas I got like two or three and then, or maybe it was one. And then like I started getting them cause I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into this. And then I've just kind of had them sitting on the shelf and it's kind of a, like, it's been like kind of a cool thing on shelf. I'm like, man, those look really cool. But I'm like, I never want to get them out and play with them. Uh, and so, like, uh, I, I just have them sitting on the shelf, but I never play them. And, I've like, recently I've been like, man, Eric, you should really get back in that. Because I've kind of, like, had, like, you know, I, I wanted to play some D&D and some Lord of the Rings. Maybe start reading those or finish reading those. Um, and just, like, kind of that. And then, like, Minecraft Dungeons is kind of up that alley of the... Uh, like Lord of the Rings swords and bows and fighting uh, bad guys like stuff like that so like there's been like all sorts of these variables and just the reality how close Lord of the Rings or not close um, but how Lord of the Rings is a picture of the gospel which is my whole life my whole reality the gospel is Jesus is my life and my love for all of eternity and he he loves me and he paid for my sins for all of eternity and the fact that this is a game based off of a novel that um really the author was loved Jesus and Jesus was just so very close and intimate with him as well and that relationship reflected upon his work and you can see that I think that just made this me a really big draw and I think Lord of the Rings in general has that's why it's been a big draw even when I wasn't a Christian just kind of those same story themes because the reality is the gospel story man it is like everything will follow or um the the way the gospel story goes is that that reality of sacrifice and love and um like the ultimate payment and beating the ultimate evil like that is the gospel and when stories follow that you're like man man that is awesome because it points to the gospel so i think um just even Though when I wasn't a Christian, I saw Lord of the Rings and I'm like, man, that's super cool. And obviously I had some other, like, some motivation. I'm like, all the bad guys look really cool and stuff like that. But, like, in the reality is even not being a Christian, I can – when I wasn't a Christian, I could see that, man, that, that that's that's cool. The sacrifice, the love and the uh, passion and the, like, the, the falls and the highs and the great battles, like, that points to Jesus even though I wasn't seeing Jesus, it still showed me um, that, like, hey, there's something, there's something greater, and like, I, it made me long for that. And here I am in that exact reality, and it is so wonderful and so beautiful and so loving. So, um, Lord of the Rings has um, just been a really cool um, thing in my life, just throughout my childhood. And so I've been, you know, I'm like, man, I kind of want to get this off the shelf and you know, learn to play it. 
And um, so I'm here to kind of, <laughs> I'm here to kind of promote this game because this game is super duper cool. The it's uh, a game, so it's a fantasy flight cart. Fantasy, it's either fantasy fantasy flights or fantasy flight. I can't remember. I believe it's fantasy flight. Um, fantasy flight games. Yeah. So, um, fantasy flight games. They made this. They made all sorts of different games. They from Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, even like Doom and Fallout. They've made those games, and they have like their own games as well that they've created that are like based off of uh, their original ideas. And so, it's a game by Nate French, who was the guy who like probably came up with this idea of the Lord of the Rings card game. And uh, I think one of the big draws is the artwork that they have like the artists who do this are just so, so very talented. And I think that that was always a big draw. Cause I, I myself love art and it is just a really big and cool part of my life. Um, it's just art. I love seeing art. It really just shows God's beauty and the talents he gives other people. And I feel like the art in this game is super duper cool, making the villains really evil looking and then making the good guys really cool looking. And then they're, you know, beating them like, I just I feel like that's just a really cool and then to have this be like hey this is in this story that I know um, I know so well and um, in this world that I've known over the years and it's just it's really really cool but um, the card game in and of itself like as the game uh, as what the game is is basically you have uh, you have your deck of like uh, here your your deck, which is like stacked with all of these like different abilities and allies and cards that you have in there um, that are to help you defeat um, the bad guys. And then you have three heroes, and uh, the heroes are kind of like basically your lives, I guess you could say. But they have like other like they can attack and defend and stuff like that. Um, but they're basically your lives. So you have three lives. Um, three heroes and whoever else you're playing with also has three heroes and um, you're going up against this deck which is like I can't remember if it's like the encounter deck or something like that but you basically you have so you have your encounter deck which has all your bad guys and then you have these quest cards and the quest cards are super duper important because whatever they say you basically follow to like move along with the story so like it'll like set up a scene and then I like say, hey, you need to do this, 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 draw this amount of your cards or encounter cards and place, go through the deck, place this guy in the, they have like this area where it's like, um, I forget, oh, I forget what it's called, but um, this area where like cards are technically active. So there's all like all sorts of different things and each card has like own, its own unique traits and stuff like that. And basically um, you just go through and you just um, like battle and do whatever they're asking you to do um, for uh, whatever the encounter is. And uh, they have like different sides and stuff like that to them. And once you get through all the quest cards, you've completed whatever quest it is. And I think they generally, it depends what you're doing, but they can last anywhere from like an hour to three hours. They're like, they're like kind of like dungeons, more guided dungeons and dragons style stuff with cards that are telling you what to do. And, um, it isn't necessarily you're guiding it. You're just kind of following this. And I feel like I do enjoy that where it's like, oh, I can play this by myself. And, um, like if I can't play with anybody else, I can be like, oh, I'll just like set these cards up and like do this. It's not like you have to, um, uh, like, um, <clears throat> it's like self-guided. So you're not like depending on like you coming up with ideas. <coughs> 
excuse me, I got something in my throat. But uh, it's just nice and self-guided, and I feel like the, especially since the stories take place in Middle Earth, I feel like that is really cool. And you see a lot of the same characters, um, and uh, so like throughout, like there's Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli. All of your favorite characters are in here as well. So I feel like that just really, I, I really enjoy that aspect of it as well. And so they have, um, they, so they have with like the actual physical content. They have the Sega expansions, and it goes there's the two, there's two Hobbit ones, and then there's I think. Uh, so like five or six maybe of like the like Lord of the Rings saga and with that like you it it basically gives you everything you need I think you can like make your decks but like you have to use certain heroes for those and stuff like that and it, it's like you're following the campaign the storyline of the Lord of the Rings books and then they have like these I think they're deluxe expansions or something like that where that is like kind of now this is happening um, whether in the timeline or outside of the timeline in like a different part of the Lord of the Rings, like the main timeline, um, they have like this, uh, it's just like a story that you're following and they're bi like bigger, um, chunks of content. So then you have those and then those kind of have their own, like they have their own set of packs that you can buy, um, which are like different encounters that kind of wrap up the story as you go through. So you, you have, okay, so you have your core set, which uh, I'm actually holding, I have right here, which just like kind of starts the game off for you. And then you have your saga expansions, which are following the Lord of the Rings, like the book timeline, the book and movie timeline. And then you have your deluxe expansions, I believe is what they're called. And those are basically new stories that were not in the books, or at least like were not the main chunks of the book um and like they weren't like it wasn't like what the book was about uh and these are like things that they've come up with and then those have their own separate packs that kind of follow the story and then they also have like standalone packs as well that you can get and play so there's a lot a lot of content out there for this game like don't if you're like hmm lord of the rings card game that sounds interesting and if you're like apprehensive like oh well i feel like i might run out you will not if your wallet's big enough and your time is long enough you will not run out of uh, content to play there is all sorts of content it's more getting your hands on it just because you know it's not like a super duper popular like card game um so uh they like restocking is probably not like a super uh, big priority for them so they're coming out they're still coming out with new stuff so it's not like a dead card game or anything like that but the like the restocking of the card game is you know it's there's not very much in there so um, like if something goes out of stock you can go to like different places but um, I recommend Amazon that is where I've gotten most of my stuff not only is it cheaper but like they somehow have stock when the uh, the actual website itself does not so or at least i feel like that's the case so i've gotten mo I, most of i think all of my stuff off amazon or it's been a gift probably from amazon I actually no i did get some from uh my grandparents got me some from like a card place uh like a uh, like a hobby shop but like most of it like i would just recommend on amazon and uh it's it's super duper cool i am hoping to just like get back into this you know start playing it more maybe even get a group of buddies together i know it's it's kind of just uh it's probably like not something people are going to want to put a big maybe if i found like a group of people 
Uh, but it's like commitment is probably like harder, especially in the springtime. So I don't know. We'll see. But I do want to try and get um, into this game a little bit more because it's man, it's just such uh, I've really just enjoyed the reality of the game. So to be to be able to actually play, it would be really, really fun. So Lord of the Rings card game. Um, by fantasy flight games so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to this segment and i hope you go and check this game out it's fantastic so without further ado let's get into the next segment Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the next segment of today's episode. And in this segment, I'm going to be talking about kind of my um, re-getting um, into of Plants vs. Zombies. So, um, recently, Plants vs. Zombies has kind of popped up in my life a little bit more. And um, about maybe a month, maybe a few weeks back, I was like, you know what? I think I might get into Battle for Neighborville. And I was playing it a little bit. Um, but one of my buddies who I just play video games with, he's just one of my go-tos to play with. We love hanging out together and it's always, it's always a good time playing with him. Um, he was starting to get back into Plants vs. Zombies and I'm like, man, you know what? I think I could get back into some Battle for Neighborville, but that is actually not how it turned out to be. He actually started getting back into Garden Warfare 2. And so this, um, kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, okay, all right, all right. So Garden Warfare 2, that's cool, cool, cool. And so um, uh, we've been playing it together. And I feel like, man, it has just been really, really difficult for me to like be able to play. Because with Battle for Neighborville, you know, like it's like you you already have like i i know the game like there's there's all sorts of stuff i can get in that game and like i don't really feel like i i mean i am starting over a lot in that game but it's just like something about it isn't doesn't feel like as much starting over but with garden warfare 2 man it's just like a punch in the face every time i'm like oh you know looking at my account and seeing all of the lack of characters and lack of levels is just like oh man and i feel like god has really been using it um for me to just you know it's like it's not about you it's not about you be there for your friend because he's uh he's like trying to get all his sunflowers to master and i feel like it's been really hard but really really good because um it's like hey it's not about you it's it's not like you just it's not about you so stop trying to make it about you and just rest in me and then uh just you know uh be there have a fun time with your friend like it isn't about the game man it's about your friend and like uh i feel like that's just been that's kind of been one of the struggles i've been going through with recently it's like hey it's not about me it's not about the game it's about it's about him and um yeah that's definitely just been one of the uh, things I've been going through with Plants vs Zombies recently, so I don't I don't really think I'm going to get back into Battle for Neighborville. Maybe I'll play it a little bit, but I'm definitely not going to get like hardcore back into it. And I'm probably just going to keep playing Garden Warf- Garden Warfare 2 with him as long as he keeps playing it, just because you know it's not about the game. It's uh, it's about um, it's about my friend and being there to build those relationships. As hard as it is to say for me, um, you know, looking back and even though like I wasn't crazy, it wasn't like I was max level. I like I had a lot of significant progress and work put into that game that like I I could like go through but like it was just it's so much that it's like 
this, I'm probably never going to get to that point again. And it is really, really hard for me. Um, and so I feel like it's just been a really good test, um, for me. And I feel like, um, I just want to keep, you know, looking to God and resting in him. Um, so that, that's been kind of my plans versus zombies experience as of recently. And, uh, I may start getting back into the comic books. I haven't looked recently, but, uh, I'm guessing they're probably pushing out some new ones. Um, I know they had the, whatever the, oh, what is it called? Uh, pinball they had the pinball comic book coming out uh after i think the most recent garden warfare one the volume three but um i I may start getting back into those but yeah so uh it's just kind of been like this you know this battle and i feel like it's been really good um to just kind of you know just take take a little step off hey it's not me it's it's not me it's jesus man and jesus was uh, he he went all the way to the end and passed it for me, so I think I can be there and celebrate what my friend is doing and just not look to myself, but look to Jesus and let his love be what propels me and what gives me hope and strength to do things that are hard. So that has been my Plants vs. Zombies experience as of recently, and yeah, so that is going to do it for this segment, and without further ado, let's get on to the next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the final segment of the GG God and Games podcast. And uh, I know the segments have been a little mixed around as they're not in their general um, places, but I, you know what, I just recorded it like that and I'm like, no, we'll switch things up for today. So um, this is going to be the final um, segment for today's episode. And in today's segment, I'm going to be talking about um, a genre of music that I enjoy, which is the genre of rap. Now, what is is rap music. Now, rap music is basically um, musical poetry is one way I'd like to put put it. Um, And uh, I mean, all music could be considered musical poetry, um, but I feel like rap definitely sticks out in the sense of it's kind of how it's made and um, its similarities to poetry. So, um, to break down rap, it's basically, it can be broken down many different ways, I'm sure, but um, a pretty basic way you can look at it is you have your beat and then you have your lyrics. So first the beat. The beat is extremely important because the beat keeps the flow of the song. It keeps the song going, determines the mood, the emotion, sometimes even what the uh, artist is trying to convey without even um, using uh, lyrics or words. But um, the beat is very, very important because it, um, it, um, just like keeps the artist going and his, uh, what his lyrics, it keeps them intact and makes the song fit really well together. So the beat is a very important part of the song as it's just like, it's, it's in the background, but it also really is necessary to make the song flow and go and kind of make it a whole song. And then on the other side, you have the lyrics. Now the lyrics, um, are basically, uh, you could say, like, slang poetry, I guess, in a sense. And a common phrase used um, is uh, bars when you're talking about rap lines. You have bar uh, a bar of music, um, like, I think, referring to, like, a measure, a bar, 
of music um and it's commonly referred to as bars when a song different like bars to this like this song had some good bars so it's talking about the lines of uh lyrics in a song and the lyrics are there to not just convey the message but also kind of get the um the listener really intrigued into what's going on because if the bars are kind of separate from the beat and they don't mesh well together then the listener kind of will fall off but if the bars and the beat go very well together and uh, the artists uh, their rhymes are chosen well because a big part of rapping is rhyming you need good rhymes to keep a uh, listener intrigued otherwise you know it's like just kind of meh so um, one artist that I really 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 enjoy his music is NF and he is uh he is just on a whole nother level of rapping that just blows my mind um but his rhyming his rhyme schemes are super duper good and it really will keep me intrigued in listening because he knows how to use his um like his rhyming and uh rhyme schemes and then also have it fit in with the message he's trying to convey and that's another thing um that is definitely a difficult part of rap is you have to be able to keep your message constant in convey like when you're conveying it with nf that is one of his very very his big strengths is that he's able to have these bars and these rhyme schemes that really really fit well together with the beat and also have this me- the standard message um go through the entire song whereas um it's hard <laughs> it's definitely hard i know for me because i dabble in a little rap um with my cousin and being able to just get those rhyme schemes is sometimes tough and then to make that a constant flow with the song and the message you're trying to convey is super duper difficult so if you have that skill then that makes the rap music all the better so with rap genres there's all sorts of different rap genres you have like your modern rap you have your older rap um, but the rap that i generally dabble in is christian rap and christian rap um uh, I, I can't remember when it started. It's definitely a newer, uh, newer within probably, I don't know, maybe the last 20, uh, 15 years, 20, 15 years, um, uh, Christian rap has been around. Um, and it really, one of the big influers, influencers, and I, I actually, I'm not sure 20, 15 years, I'm not sure how long Christian rap has been around, but like your big artists have probably been within the 2015 year range. And one of those big artists is, um, the artist named Lecrae and Lecrae really kind of created a foundation for Christian rap. He was definitely, he made Christian rap a really big thing because Christian rap is basically the Christian rap artists are trying to convey the message of the gospel through their raps and through their songs. And, um, that is just like, that is what Christian rap is. It's basically just the gospel version of regular rap. And um, that doesn't mean like there's certain like types of like um, songs that have the message of the gospel rap songs that aren't Christian rap. All any um, artist that has a gospel message within his song um, is considered to be a Christian rap or Christian rap artist. So basically the gospel within um, their music is what makes a Christian rap artist slash Christian rap. And uh, Lecrae was one of these big, big influencers for Christian rap. He really um, made it uh, just kind of a thing in a sense. And he has uh, created his own record label called Reach Records. And he just really, he's... Um, 
he just really made Christian rap like, oh, that that's out there and like this this exists, especially uh, with you know rap becoming very popular in um, the recent years. It's been cool to have that Christian version of the rap. So for artists that um, I would recommend, I kind of where I go with what I listen to, I listen to like some of those big names, like you know you got your Lecrae, you got your Andy Mineo, your Trip Lee, your KB, uh, your Tadashi, you got like those big names out there. Um, your 1k few as well, but I also like to dabble in, you know, the little bit, um, not as popular, um, and, or like they don't get as much attention. And those are artists like no big deal. Holvey has kind of, uh, come up since, uh, he's signed under reach records. And I feel like he's like definitely been getting a lot more, uh, promotion and stuff like that. Uh, but he was definitely there. Uh, Zonti, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, Miles Minnick, uh, a A K Lesso, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He just released a new album, super duper good, a fantastic album. Um, and let's see, any other? Oh, Social Club Misfit, Social Club Misfits and Gavi are two also big uh, rap artists uh, that are out there. The Social Club Misfits are I really enjoy them because they they have kind of like this flow that isn't like your standard rap flow. They kind of have this more groovy uh, flow that like takes it slow, but they also have some good bars in there. And Gavi, um, he I believe is more making like on the beat side, like he creates beats and stuff like that. But he also started his own career and has done, um, he's recently, actually he recently released um, an album, I believe in Spanish. Um, I forget uh, the name of it, but I haven't listened to it yet, but he's uh, definitely a really big artist and helps out a lot of other artists as well. So, um, uh, oh yeah, Paris Chris. Uh, he's another one, but yeah, there's all sorts of different artists and I really, really enjoy listening to all these different ones and, um, getting their different takes on Christian rap. And so if you've never listened to Christian rap before, I highly, highly recommend, uh, if, especially if rap is like up your alley. Oh yeah. And then of course you have your NF and your like Kanye, but those, those are kind of, those are, um, kind of oddballs. Uh, they're like, I know they're they're not like your classic Christian rap like they had um, like a conversion, I'd say, because, you know, NF, uh, I don't believe was a Christian when he started his career or he like kind of was, but not really. And it's kind of like um, his like his faith has grown throughout his career. And then Kanye definitely was not a Christian um, when he started his career, but now has recently converted. Um, so that's been really cool, but yeah, there's all sorts of different, um, Christian artists out there, Christian rap artists, and there are just some names out there. If you, uh, like a uh, rap or Christian rap and want to listen to those. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to, to today's podcast. It has been a blast. And I just hope that this week that you will go as, especially as we celebrate Easter tomorrow, that you will just go and live in Jesus's love and his joy and his peace. So would you pray with me as we go? out into the week. Dear God, thank you so much for uh, this podcast and people who listen to this. Um, God, as we look tomorrow and we see that your son, he is risen. He is risen indeed. And the price um, on Friday that he paid for us, the cost and the price, the cost that we um, we rung up, uh, but the price that he paid for us, 
how much love he had for us that he would die and pay the ultimate price for our benefit. That is just so beautiful and so loving. So thank you so much for that. And God, may we just rest in you this week, rest in your love and know that Jesus is here. He guides us and fills us up. We are weak and we need him. We must rest in our, we must know that we are weak and we cannot go on without him, but may we just rest in what Jesus has given us and know that he will help us and he will be with us and he will take care of us. God, thank you so much for today's episode and may we go into the week looking to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me and have a fantastic fantastic week. I'll catch you all later. Peace.